Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. We're back in uh, doing one in Ireland again, and uh, while I do have a pint glass this time, it's very much full of water. Paddy's drinking tea is right, yeah, but uh, no, what a fantastic weekend uh, last weekend was. Came away with a win, and we're here to preview uh, the, Jar- the game against the Jardies at the weekend, which we hope. And I don't think we sh- any of us should uh, should uh, be shying away from the fact that we should be going there. We've got all the confidence in the world to go there and potentially come away from Mass- from Villa Park with a win as well. So uh, we're on the crest of a wave. So why not make it? Why not make it count? But Paddy, uh, just before we get into that, I want to start off and I want to mention something. Um, I did a podcast for a guy today, uh, just like a wonderful gentleman, name is Chad Williams. Uh, he does the Villa Forever podcast, and uh, Chad has a, has a muscle wasting uh, illness, and um, he's done the podcast as a way of getting the getting the word out about uh, his illness. And we were supposed to sit there; we were supposed to talk for about twenty minutes, and I just got so enthralled with him, and we had a great chat. It was nearly fifty minutes long. It turns out his dad learned how to swim in the River Shannon, which is the river that goes through Limerick City, where I'm from. And uh, we just had such a great kind of uh, great yeah, conversation. That's where Paddy goes exactly goes for his walk in the evening. So it was just a really lovely, lovely chat. And if anybody here is uh, is is looking for some content, uh, Chad's podcast, Villa Forever podcast, he's interviewed, um, he's interviewed Global Greg Evans uh, and a couple more people on there, and yours truly today. So I don't know when our podcast is out, but it would be great if you guys could check that out as well. As I say, a really, really inspiring young man. 
and uh, it was a really, really nice chat chat to have. So I just wanted to start off with that uh, today because uh, I found I found it a fantastic um, fantastic hour or so uh, I spent with Chad. I look forward to that because I've seen I've seen a little bit of his stuff and I've been following him on Twitter. So if you, if you have a look out for him and give him a follow, exactly. Really nice guy. Exactly. And also, whoa, let's get into what we're doing the show though. Mike Warmbold says, Baby Collins was born Friday morning, Irish named Govody, strong German heritage, discharged from the hospital partway through the first half, but stayed to watch the end. Excellent, because <laughs> I actually, would you believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday? I woke up and I went, Someone on the podcast was going through labor, weren't they? There was their their missus <laughs> going through labor during it. And I, I remembered it was you, Mike. So that's great, a great um um an, an absolutely fantastic uh fantastic news there and collins is a lovely name collins uh, is a nice name for sure um we have a virgin in the room as well liam richards good to see you great on board great to have you on board liam um i hope you enjoy it uh so petty newcastle uh it's it's really it's really funny because uh I was, when i was doing the podcast earlier on with chad I think the overarching feeling was that neither of these te- these two teams are going to fear each other, and uh, but both teams play in two oh. different ways. But the funny thing is here, I don't expect this to be a three-three shootout because I just because Emery doesn't do it, um, and I I think for that very reason, I think that we've got every single chance to come away with a win at the weekend. Um, it, like this this is the strangest of fixtures, right? I, I happened to listen to a podcast today where. Newcastle fans were giving out about the fact that we were allowed to get into sixth place. And then I asked myself, what, what, who allowed you to do what you did last year? That's what I was going and to say, did I not? They're so deluded, it's incredible. And, and uh, for some reason, they have a hatred of, of us. I know the old sob on the toilet or whatever. You know, get over yourselves, lads. Like, we, we, don't, we don't hate you. I actually love Geordie fans. I get great crap out of them. 16 but, uh, years ago now, like, the sob and the time. 2007, yeah. wasn't it? Damien Duff. Can't remember. A long time ago. But look, it's not It's not a... It's it's not, like, a grudge match or anything like no. that. These these are two teams. And I, I think if, if, if someone goes out and beats the other, none of us are going to be too upset unless, unless they were robbed by a referee or something or, or a stupid VAR mistake. Because I, I envisage that this has all the hallmarks of being the best game this weekend. A best game in, in the in the Sky Sports sense where we are going to see an out-and-out game of chess between two really good coaches. And yes, I am including the Newcastle manager as a really good coach. He's a fantastic coach. We've seen what he's done over the last few years, last 18 months, whatever it is. He's a, a smashing coach and a smashing guy. And I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a pity it wasn't that weekend you could get over, Neil, because uh, we might have been a bit less sober if we'd have done our uh, after match after a half twelve kickoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that might have been something. That might have been something in that as well. But just talking about Eddie Howe there, you know, you mentioned that he is a good coach. Um, one of the big things that I find about Eddie Howe, uh, and look, as you say, I've absolutely no problem coming on and saying that I was wrong in certain situations. Um, I remember when Eddie Howe didn't take the Celtic job, and he uh, and, and look, I know that. The you know Celtic the Celtic job, uh, he's got and he's he's he got the Newcastle job, but it a, a good way back into the Premier League has traditionally been to take the Celtic job previously, yeah. like Brendan Rodgers, Gordon Strachan got back into the Premier League, so on and so forth. Um, 
And when he didn't take it, I thought that was a misstep on his part. And then I thought it was very much a misstep when time went on and he was so long out of a job. I thought that he could become the next forgetting man. That along with the fact that he was English as well. You know, he's a British manager. He's, um, that usually is, is, is what tends to happen. And you have to prove yourself all over again. And then the stars aligned for him at Newcastle United because Newcastle tried for a couple of managers. If you're to believe what you read, they've tried for Unai Emery. It didn't happen. And then Eddie Howe ended up in the gig. And the stars have aligned for him since. And 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 he's like he was able to coach coach at Bournemouth because he saved Bournemouth from extinction um, back in the day, you know, with getting them through the leagues as quickly as he did. So you know, when you say that he is a good coach, he absolutely is. And and, and it's it's funny that recency bias, uh, specifically at the time we were talking about him getting the Newcastle job because he was out of sight, out of mind. It's I've no problem with saying that I suffered from that recency bias. Or so, I suppose that, that out of sight, out of mind bias at the time. But he's really kind of shown what he can do. And and his blueprint is very simple. It's English football. It's attacking fullbacks. It's strong in the middle of midfield. And it's trying to play two lads up front that can play off each other. That's the way it goes. There's no, there's, it's, it's, it's. He's a throwback at times, and and I've enjoyed watching Newcastle. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because in in all our uh, drunken foolishness on 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 Saturday, we didn't actually go into a big, great deal about tactics or anything like that. But it was the first time that another manager, another manager who's grossly underrated in my opinion as well, man, managed to. Stop our central midfielders did a great job. It, it, it was kind of a middle press, if you'd even call it that. Mm. Allowed us to have the ball at the back, and we were bereft of ideas. So it'll be interesting to see what Eddie Howe has in store for us this weekend. Does he continue to play his game and inflict it on us, or does he try and nullify our game? It's literally going to be a game of chess, and it's one I'm going to be sitting down immediately after the team sheet tantrum with a big bucket of popcorn waiting on because this, to me, is the game of the weekend. I think if you look at the table and I, I like I haven't even looked at the matches, but I don't care if City are playing uh, Arsenal. It's this is the game of the weekend. This is going to be the tactical battle of the weekend, and I can't wait for it. Um, Jan Steele, I laughed at this. And I watched the Newcastle pod earlier. They were saying that Mings is the worst defender in the league. I almost ruptured a knife from the eye rolling. <laughs> 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 that one got me. That one got me for sure. And Dinny's on the pod. Dinny's a good the Lord Mayor and Nina is, Dennis. Is, is, is here. Dennis O'Brien. Well, boys, myself and Noel Collins can have a few carlings for you instead. You're welcome to all the carling you can drink because, uh, as I say, it's uh, I don't want to see a pint of carling again until the next time I'm, I'm within a mile of Villa Park because uh, it's certainly not my tipple. Uh, as well. A um, couple of things there before we get into it as well, Paddy. AVFC Stato, thank you so much for some statistics here. If you guys haven't seen the Stato show on the, on the Villa View, uh, go and check it out, but I'm sure you've seen it because you'd be, you'd be a fool not to have seen it. Um, and also, Stato does watch-alongs during all the games as well, so if you're uh, not at the game, or if you want to do a watch-along, if you want to watch any watch-alongs, Stato's the man to do it, so get on his channel. Um, Stato says here, Aston Villa have scored at least once in all 17 of their Premier League games under Unai Emery. Uh, 30 goals overall. That's, yeah, that's that's a nice number. I, I, I Nearly two a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, only two managers have seen the side score in each of their first 18 matches in the spell charge, the spell in charge in this competition. Mike Walker of Norwich in 1992. He had Sutton and 
Oh, who was up front? Was it? Was it? Damn it! I had it. It's gone out of my mind. Mark Robbins? Was it? No. Can't uh, on a postcard as to who was up front <laughs> in something in 1992 there, everybody. And Carlo Ancelotti uh, with Chelsea in 1982. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I can't remember. can't remember. <laughs> well, Chris Sutton, uh, Chris Sutton um, was... Uh, F. Nikoku, one of the lads says. Could, could be an F. Nikoku. Yeah, it could mm. be an F. Nikoku. Um, this isn't a Norwich podcast yet, anyway. Jeremy Goss. Um, Jeremy Goss is the person I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Goss. Um, Bertrand Chora has scored in his last two Premier League games with both of these appearances coming as a substitute. I wonder will his appearance come as a substitute at the weekend, though? That's the big question. I suppose really it all depends on if Bubakar Kamara is fit or not. I think that's going to dictate because I think if Bubakar Kamara is fit, I think we could see Super Jam again up top because uh, he's it's been coming. It's been coming and he finished the game up top against the... Uh, uh, against Forest during the week, so uh, that's, you want the that's... team news, Neil? Hmm? You want the early team news? No, yes, <laughs> I thought you said, Did I hear the early t- team news? All right. Well, don't shoot the messenger, but we'll, we won't have Bubakar Kamara on Saturday. I wouldn't, we may so. have him the following week. We won't have Leon Bailey for yeah. at least three weeks. Maddie Cash won't be available for at least another week, and Coutinho is about two weeks away. Well, there we go. I'm looking forward to the graphic now tomorrow telling telling you that they're all back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. They've they've started they've they've given everybody else small bits of information to try and to try and weed out who the leak is. That's what they've done. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Aston Villa's Ashley Young has never lost a clarity, for clarity. I just read that off a website. You just read that, exactly. <laughs> Aston Villa's Ashley Young has never lost a Premier League home game against against Newcastle. One seven, drawn one, and Aston Villa are unbeaten at home in the Premier League against Newcastle since September two thousand and fourteen. So there are some, some, some really nice statistics. I, I'll be honest with you, I would not have thought we were that statistic or we matched up that well statistically with Newcastle uh, at all. Um, we, had a, we, we had a lot of uh, a lot of barren years where we didn't play them when they went down and then we true. went down. And, you know. We we did we played them in the championship as well, didn't we? Yeah, it, we did. We actually uh, won them the championship by by Jack scoring against Brighton. Yeah, they forget, uh, don't they, when they're uh, when they're slagging us off? Yeah, I, look, you know me, Paddy, and and anybody who's listened to the podcast for any concerted period of time, 
I don't get into the fake rivalry stuff. We are not rivals with Newcastle. There's no need for me to despise or to hate Newcastle fans. Yes, they can talk, they can talk nonsense all they want. And uh, we have certain fans and there's a certain um, Twitter account that does rile up the Newcastle fans. And that's, uh, and that's not indicative of what, what, what Aston Villa fans are in general. But Look, as as I say, I'm not there for that. I wasn't there for it when Leeds, when it was a Leeds thing either, when Leeds hated us. Um, I'm just here for Aston Villa winning. And I suppose, do you know what? Maybe we need to get more used to it as well. If we start winning more and more, and if we start to 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 continue to propel ourselves up the league. And I'm sure there's been lots of podcasts for lots of teams. Maybe West Ham have been spoken about this. Leicester have spoken about this in the, in the past. But winning breeds contempt from teams below you. I don't want to put put the cart before the horse here and say and say that this is uh, this is going to be a perennial thing because we all as us as Villa fans know that is that that you know you're only one loss away from spiraling uh, as mm-hmm. a Aston Villa team. But um, I'm not here for the fake rivalries, as I say, with the likes of Newcastle or with anybody. To be honest with you, our rivalries with Birmingham, as the people know. I don't even really believe that the rivalry is with, with is with Wolves. So take that one to the bank if you want. But uh, no, anyway, definitely not, definitely not Wolves. Baggies maybe, but definitely not Wolves. <laughs> Baggy, Baggy's closer than than Blues are. That's it. Geographically, yeah. so exactly. Anyway, there you go. Uh, we won't get into it. We'll we'll never we'll never get off the podcast if we if we get into what is and what isn't a a, a rivalry or what what is and what isn't a derby. And um, from that point of view, I suppose there's a, there is a difference though when we're talking about there. There's a difference between a derby and a rivalry. So I suppose there is a, there is that indeed. Paddy, I want to ask you a question. I suppose about the weekend and about the weekend just gone and how we played. And you mentioned mentioned about Steve Cooper and how he nullified our middle midfield. Obviously, uh, that's been a massive uh, plus point area for Newcastle, and they've been very good. They've been very adept at breaking through Kieran Trippier on uh, out wide, but they've been very adept at winning the ball back in the middle of midfield with the likes of Bruno and obviously the resurgent Joe Linton in there. Um, do you think? I hate I hate using this phrase, but do you think maybe even though we won two 0 last Saturday, there could be some sort of blueprint moments in there for Eddie Howe? I'd I'd have to think with the with the run he's had. That he would trust his players and go with the same system. Mm. I I do I do believe they they will give us a torrid time if 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 they go, if he goes with what he did last week with Joe Linton, Isaac, and when Murphy come off at halftime, whoever that is on the other side, they they will press us higher than what new what them Nottingham Forest did, and it, it was funny watching the match back because as you know I watched the game from behind the goal and sometimes you miss these things, and. You know, you, you look at Tyrone Mings beating a couple of players. Well, he didn't actually beat them because they were non-committal. You know, he's just yeah. driving out with the ball. So to watch it back was actually an eye-opener. Um, sometimes that happens in a game. Sometimes you, you just see everything. But uh, it was it, it was actually an eye-opener to watch it back. But this is going to be a completely different ball game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I, I would say, a battle of the tacticians. And like we, we could very easily be sitting here on, on Saturday with, with a clean sheet and and still have the first game that we haven't scored a goal on Maruna Henry, <laughs> I, I I put money on it. I I like at the moment it everything points to a nil all draw, so it'll See, be. I think, be, I think it's going to be a draw. I, uh, my heart says a draw as well, but I think there'll be goals. I think it'll be a one all draw because, um, and I think Ali Watkins, Watkins is going to continue scoring. And the reason I think that he's going to continue scoring is because, um. 
there was just something about that celebration. It was a 92nd minute goal in a game we had won. We were never going to lose yeah. uh, for a finish. And he goes nuts like he was after scoring a goal last minute in the Cup Winners' <laughs> Cup final or something like that, you know? He goes well, nuts. He, takes in, sure. in his defence, now there's words I haven't said about Ollie Watkins, but in his defence, it was the 94th minute. And if you're going to whip your top off and take a fine for a yellow card, that's the time to do it because you're not going to you're not going to get a second yellow unless you do absolutely something mad in in the space of ten seconds. So, yeah, look, it was his it was his opportunity to 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 really have a celebration that we we all talk about. Like I I can't get over why they all continue with this knee slide. It just I'd say it just annoys the grounds, man. That's probably why they do it, but. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I just thought it was a really good celebration, and about time we saw something different. Um, I've just gotten, I've just been reliably informed that my initial hunch of Mark Robbins was correct, and he was the top goal scorer for Norwich City that in in that season ninety two ninety three with fifteen goals. Go. So the old bounce is still working. It's still working <laughs> after last weekend. I didn't kill every brain cell that I had. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I suppose what I meant with regards to the Ollie Watkins thing was that. Um, you know, he, he's probably been in these contract negotiations for a couple of weeks now. It came out during the week that 100k deal on the, on the, on the table for him. Uh, Michael Huggins thought he was looking in the mirror when he took his top off. I know, just like just like me, whenever Alex Moreno's face flashes up on the screen, he looks exactly like me, Mike. You know, you know, he looks exactly like me, but um, Ali Watkins is now in the running for like a, a six figures a week sum, like. Why was it four years ago, five years ago? He was playing, playing for uh, six years ago, maybe he's playing for Exeter. You know, like these things are, are huge. And if he continues to score goals, he can continue, continue to justify that contract, he can continue to justify that money and uh, set he, he, not only his family, but his, his kids' kids up for life. You know, and I think that I think there's a certain aspect of all right, and I know every single footballer wants to earn as much money as they possibly can, and I know every single footballer wants to, wants to do X, Y, and Z, but. I think for for a guy who's come up through the leagues, who stayed with Exeter when he could have gotten a move away because he had loyalty to Exeter, then stayed with with Brentford for another another year because he wanted to learn playing playing up top. He wanted to move from a winger to playing up top, and he's now with Aston Villa, broken onto the English team, had a tough start to the season. I think a lot. I I think goals mean an awful lot to him, and I also think that at twenty seven years of age, you know, he's in his prime and he's going to want to make hay while the sun shines financially as well. So fair play to him, you know. And that's my whole reason for thinking that he's going to score again at the weekend. Mm. I, I absolutely wouldn't be surprised to see an announcement of him signing a new contract before the end of the season. I think he will. Yeah, I think that will definitely be signed. Yeah, and, and mm. also look, their their team sniffing. There's well, there's rumours their team sniffing around him. There's rumours that Arsenal have loved him for the last two years. So you know, Arsenal obviously, um, they have. Uh, they, kind of helps have, that he's an Arsenal fan. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> kind of helps that he's an Arsenal fan that they love him. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, this is it. But you know, Gabriel Jesus was out of the team. Eddie and Ketia came in. Will Ketia ever be the main be a main striker? I think he's all the attributes to do it, but I think that he'd love to stay at Arsenal. Will Arsenal bring back Balogun? Will they go and bring in somebody somebody else? I think they will look to 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 kick on up top, specifically if they win the league. I wouldn't rule out Dusan Vlahovic playing up front for Arsenal next year. I think he'd absolutely suit them down to the ground. But anyway, this isn't an Arsenal podcast. This isn't for the love of John Jensen podcast here, or uh, for the love of Stefan Schwartz podcast. Uh, I had to dig into the file of facts in the back of a. 
I was going back into the into the into the file of facts there to think of obscure names that played with uh, played with Arsenal. Um, but it's uh, yeah, as I say, I I I think Ollie Watkins is um, I think he's got a lot riding on the end of this year. And uh, look, I know people say that like Villa don't need to sign him to a new contract. He's got a couple more years left, but. Um, Villa have been very good at, at tying players down to loyalty contracts. They've done it with Douglas Luiz. They've done it with Emmy Martinez. They've done it with Tyrone Mings. They've done it with Matty yeah. Cash. They've done it with John. You know, they do it. They pay people early. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a huge contract extension. Extend it by a year and up his wages. Just stops his head being torn. That's how it works. And that's that. Yeah, exactly. That's the loyalty aspect of it. maybe yeah. lump a lump a signing on fee to him as well. You know, give it to him up front. You know, and and, mm. and there's a lot of these like from following American sports or uh, like American football and stuff like that. You see that those incentives, and sometimes players will go, "Oh, I only want the one year deal, but I want most of the money up front, and I want it guaranteed." And, and everybody has a different trigger point for what they want. You know, regards to. Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs theory, if anybody's ever studied business and, and how to keep people happy. Um, I'm sure that goes on in, in the corridors of B6 or Philip or Bodymore, should I say. Matthew Hanlon, Hanlon, thank you so much again, Matthew. Points for podcasters. We'll throw money at you and come back and watch the show later. Two good gaffers this weekend. Forgot Newcastle tried for Emery first. Shrewd tactics and, and both in form will be a good watch. Absolutely, I agree. I agree for sure. Um Paddy, I had a, I had a question. You're an Arsenal fan, brilliant. Um, I had a question there on Sugar. Who was it? Oh, Bundia. I had a question on Bundia, Paddy. Um, I've seen a couple of things, and I've heard a couple of things. Well, more so, seen a couple of things recently on Twitter that people are kind of on the whole. Wendy isn't playing great lately, kind of, kind of band again. I want your thoughts. I've got, I've got a few thoughts in it because it's not something that I really kind of considered until I'd started reading more on it. My, my thought on it is that not just our fan base, every fan base can't just relax and enjoy it. They have to have a scapegoat. They have to have one go-to person at any given time, and he just seems to be that this week. You can't like the the guy is going to blow hot and cold like. We we've we've had players in there that blew cold 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 hot cold cold cold. He he's hot and cold. He, he, you know you you know what you're going to get with him. You will get hard work. You'll get endeavour. You'll get shit houseery. You'll get him going fucking mad and waving his hands, and you'll get him playing well. And you'll get him do special things. Um, I think all this came out of a stat of him his forward passes not connecting or something. I vaguely remember reading this on the plane coming home. And all, all of a sudden, everybody was was lumping in on him, and I just thought that was really strange. Like, is, is he still our uh, most expensive player? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, he is for now, but probably won't be in the summer. But I, I really like him. I always have done. We won't, we won't always get um, his magic, his little bit of magic, his Steven Gerrard bit of magic. But but you'll get it more often than you will from from Leon Bailey, and you'll see him on the pitch more often than you will Philip Coutinho. So why why we don't embrace these guys a little bit more is beyond me. Um, but that's that's just my opinion on him. Um, I would have him in the team. I'd have him in the team every week because he just has that little. And it, it might be early in the move. It, it might be late in the move. He, he might he might get on the end of a header, but he he can get involved in goal scoring actions. So. 
be that the slow build out from the back, be that dropping into midfield to pick up the ball. I'm absolutely fine with him in there. Yeah, so I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think um I don't think Emmy Buendia is anywhere near the like I think he's actually one of the least of our worries. And I'll tell you why. Yes, he probably he gives the ball away. Um I know there was a statistic about him not having any assists up until not last weekend, the weekend before. I think it was I think that was his first assist. Um, mm. I know I, I I've read stuff like that that some somewhere along the line he's been the player who's given the ball away the most in the in the final third. But the guy suits our system, and he's given that freedom to try that Hollywood pass or to try that that back backdoor pass. But he's also given the freedom to create all the space for all the rest of the players around the field. So if he's dragging people around one or two players and he can't get his pass away to somebody. I'm kind of okay because it's not costing us, you know, it's not costing us. And, 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 and he, he puts, as you said, puts in a shift in his defensive duties, puts in a shift in front, in front of that midfield. And he does a thankless job. He kind of reminds me he's, he's kind of been asked to do the same job. And what I mean by this is to try and be all things to everybody. Like John McGinn was asked to do in the latter half of Dean Smith's tenure and the start of uh, Stephen Jarrett's tenure. And there's no kind of specialization for Buendia at the moment. He's not able to concentrate on just stay out on the left-hand side, concentrate out there. He's really the guy who's running around making space. And, and, and you can see it there. Um, yes, and he, yeah, he was rightly pulled in Saturday. And, and yeah. it's okay to say, if someone's not playing well in a game or, or, or you feel that the, the game is passing the boy, take him off. Doesn't make him a scapegoat. Just we just we just need of all, of all the times we need to be getting behind, lads, it's now. Look at me! I'm even praising Ollie Watkins every week. Yeah, yeah, Paddy took a bump to the head, I think. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, I like that. But with, 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 I nearly did. Yeah, we were inside the club shop. I go, so I get you. And uh, but then uh, we weren't sure if he was still in around. I was going to get him to go up, go up to the fence and try and get him to sign it for uh, for Paddy. But um, no, but on, on the point the thing, I th- look as I say, there would be games where he'd be. He he'd be frustrating, um, but I think he's he, the worth to the structure that he brings within the team is is fantastic. And you know, you look at talking tactics, you look at any of those guys, uh, and 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 you see the see them in games, you see them break down the games afterwards. They'll say that Buendia, you know, makes these runs, creates these open spaces, um, and he may not be the man that's that's getting on the ball a lot or making that killer pass, but his movement off the ball is really good. And look, as I say, he's as frustrated as anybody that he isn't getting the assists, but he's come up with some good goals yeah. for us this season. And he could and be he, like a candidate to sneak in the back post on Saturday. Didn't he play the first seven or eight games of Emery's before he was dropped? Would that be correct? I think he played something like 11 games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. like So you can be like, the way I read into that from a coach's point of view is that guy is doing wonders on the training pitch. And, he he has done mesmeric things on the pitch too, albeit they're a little bit further away from the goal than we'd like it to be. And that's you know that's fine. He he's doing the job that he's been told to do by you know Emery, or he wouldn't be in the team. So yeah. there you go. Do do I think he'll be an integral part next year? Maybe not, depending on who we bring in. But he's there now, and we're in, albeit slightly unnatural position, but we're there on merit. Nobody would have believed, like, we would have laughed when Emery took over if we said, 
come back to me in April and, and I'll tell you that we'll be in sixth. And you went, nah, yeah. like we may not be in sixth by the time we play Brighton at the end of the year. I but would... we've been on a brilliant run and we deserve to get behind the players. The players deserve us to get behind them. And, and like if you did say we were in sixth, I would say, who did we buy? I certainly wouldn't say that on the 13th of April we'd be talking about, you know, the retreads that he's done and this team that's, uh, and this group of players, Bar Moreno, that's been at the team for almost 24 months now. But Gaz Ox makes a great point. And this is this is something I was saving for, but spoiler alert for the team sheet tantrum. Gaz says he thinks Dendonka will come in on Saturday and McGinn will go back wide. I think potentially this will happen as well because I think if they're going to try and stifle our midfield, we might as well stifle theirs. And um, if then Donker plays alongside the, uh, Douglas Luiz in there and we have the Ramsey-McGinn uh, connection out wide, uh, Bundia goes up top alongside Watkins and we still have that Maverick to come off the bench like a Bertrand Traore. Does he trust Bertie to start? Uh, we'll know, but I think this is very, very plausible. It then Donker mm. will come in on Saturday and McGinn will go back. He, he gave him 15 minutes plus injury time at the weekend yeah. to see if he the speed. So that that is usually a good indication of what's yeah what's going through his head. Exactly. I think so too. I think so too. Um any other further kind of things that you want to chat about with this one, Paddy? Because um as I say, everyone's excited about this, but it's it the the it's it's a twelve thirty kickoff. And as I say, you know. There's, there's been a lot of talk about Unai Emery over the last two weeks, you know, and about the changes that he's made and about maybe even the lack of changes that he's made from the point of view of he's just come in and structured a, a team that's that, that was already there. So I'm finding these previews a bit more and more difficult to do because, you know, we know the way he's going to set up and it's, it, 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 while it's not predictable in the way that we go out and play, we know he's going to set up where Stephen Gerrard was, you know, you didn't know what, what front three or front four there was going to be at any given time. But anything else you can think of that you want to talk about uh, from either side, either Newcastle or or Aston Villa? Not, not so much um, about the game. I think we've we've covered off a lot of it, but there's there's a lot going on off the pitch. Uh, so a quick roundup: we'll we'll say that the the stadium has been selected for the the yes. European Championships in 2028. Um, obviously, the club have announced a North American tour. And that we've got the Aston Villa women playing in an FA Cup semi-final on Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. So we've we've a lot going on this week. We've a lot going on this year, and there's exciting times ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, Villa Villa have um, announced a North American tour, and uh, I forgot to announce something as well that I wanted to mention midway through the podcast. But now that we've brought it on here, uh, I do have a nice segue. So um, obviously, Villa have announced the North American tour. Uh, with uh, three games coming, one in Philadelphia, one in Orlando, and one in DC. And I am delighted to say that we, as a podcast, have partnered with a Birmingham fan who owns a Birmingham fan called Andrew Hill, who owns a, a company fan. called Sports. A fan uh, sorry, a Villa fan, a Birmingham native Villa fan, <laughs> should I say. God, he's going to kill me for that. Um, sports travel tours, they're based out of both te- Dallas, Texas, and uh, they're based in the West Midlands as well. And they've put together packages for Villa in America. I'm going to link the, um, I'm going to pop this up on Twitter afterwards. I'm going to drop the link into the into the notes as well after the podcast. But um, the packages are up there. And what uh, the guys in sports travel tours are asking you to do is, at the moment, the prices are not up there. They're waiting on prices to come back from hotels and so on and so forth. Obviously, this has only been announced over the last couple of days. But um, 
you can go on the website and you can register your interest and there's discounts for the first uh, for the first few people who register their discounts so i will uh, actually pop this oh what have i done there um, I'm going to pop this link into uh, the comments there for anybody who may be interested. Paddy, will you fill there because I can't seem to cl click this link. Um, so, Paddy, which one of the games do you think would be, uh, you know, would, would tickle your fancy? Obviously, we've got that game in Philadelphia. Then we'll go all the way down to Orlando, back up to D.C. Um, but as you can see, the packages there from... Um, from sports travel tours who are at all protected if you don't know what that means it means that your your booking and your money and stuff like that is fully insured as well and um, what game if you were to pick paddy what game would uh or what what city would tickle your fancy i've actually completely forgotten who we're playing in each city not that it matters it's villa in a north american we tour we we newcastle and philly i think Newcastle and Philly. Well, well, Philly is the one that, that tickles my fancy. It's it's one. It's a place I've never been. To. I haven't been to DC either, but uh, I, I've I've no interest in going and watching Villa melt in the heat in Orlando, <laughs> and the stadiums in the middle of nowhere and all that kind of stuff. But you know, if if I have to pick one and sports travel tours, you know, just give me a shout. I'll uh, I'll bring all the boys over from uh, from Heathrow for you and look after them all the way to Philly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'd be great. I um, I it, it's it's something I'd absolutely love to go. I've just dropped the link into the in there as well, guys, into the chat. Um, I'll put in the podcast notes as well. Uh, let me see if I can edit on the fly here while we're going. Du -du 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 -du. Sports. See, this is if I had if I had a a producer. No, this would be fantastic. Uh, there, I've popped in the link there into the into the podcast notes as well, so you guys can come back to it. Um, oh, I can't do it because it's telling me that uh, it needs to be scheduled in the future. Um, okay. Anyway, back on to other things. But that's the guys there. Uh, give them a look out. You just can fill in the form. They will email you out then with the prices. Prices should be out within the next 24 hours um, or 24, 48 hours. So uh, now is the time to get booking, I suppose, really. Well, uh, well, strike while they're in this hat. So if it is something you guys are interested in, um, give the guys in sports travel sh travel tours a shout. Um, also, if you're interested in going to over to any NFL games and stuff like that, that's how I got to got I I, I got to know these guys as well. Previously, was uh, looking to see about booking to go over to to see NFL games. And uh, as I say, Andrew is a Villa fan. Um, so he'd be only be delighted to 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 see what he could do for everybody. You left you left out the most important thing, Neil. Andrew watches and listens to the podcast. Andrew watches and listens to the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, he's look as I say. So he's 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 a sound body body and mind for listening to podcasts. <laughs> it shows great taste and breeding on his part. Uh, also, and in case anybody's wondering what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to figure out how I can take that down off the screen. No, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> excellent stuff. So, um, yeah, I suppose in, in synopsis of the game uh, at the weekend, I think it's going to be a really good game. Orlando will be scorching. I, I, I still have nightmares of watching Steve Staunton standing for the national anthem with a hat on to keep the sun off him for as long as he possibly could. Was it Mexico, Paddy? Was it Mexico? Mexico yeah. yeah, yeah, and they nearly killed Tommy Coyne up top. They put the Ireland, Ireland in '94 played played with Tommy Coyne up top against Mexico, and they basically told him to be a one man high press back in 1994, <laughs> and they bloody nearly killed him in that heat. Uh, yeah. So Tommy Coyne, if you're out there, I apologise on behalf of the nation of Ireland for what they for, for what we put you through that day. Um, mm. And John Aldridge started fighting with. Uh, assistant referees and everything on the sideline that was an eventful enough game for um. yeah. 
Um, excellent. So, yeah, so in, in synopsis, I think at the weekend, guys, I think that uh, while this is going to be a well e- an eagerly uh, awaited game, and I think it could be a really, really good game, I'm not expecting a 4-4 shootout. See, I say that now because I'm kind of half hoping the camera kind of comes back and says, oh, well, if he's not expecting it, I'm going to give him something that he doesn't expect and try to put egg <laughs> on my face. But I think it could be a, a goal either way or even a one-all draw is what, I, what I, I'm thinking at the moment. But I do think that it's going to be a nice barometer of where we actually really are because Newcastle are a form team, we're a form team, and uh, we're meeting each other uh, at the right time for, for both sets of fans to feel confident. And I like that kind of uh, situation. So bring it on at the weekend and we'll see what happens. Um. All right, so with that, guys, uh, I think we're going to leave you leave you go. We'll be back with the team sheet tantrum. It will be at 11.20 Irish time, oh, yeah. UK time. Um, That's 11.20. Early. That's early, but it's fine. It's early, 11.20. Um, and then we'll be back with a post-match podcast afterwards as well. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about an Aston Villa win. Also, if you do guys, if you guys do come across Chad Williams' podcast, uh, Villa Forever podcast, um, really enjoyed chatting with him today. I'd really love if you guys could give it a look, subscribe to his podcast. And, and uh, Chad, if you're watching, I know you might be watching now, but you might watch this back. I really appreciate you asking me to go on the podcast. And I really appreciate you taking the time to interview me because uh, it was a really, really great conversation. And lastly, as I say, sports travel tours as well. Uh, you can check the link out. I'll pop it in the in the notes after this podcast. But thanks so much, absolutely so much, everybody, for, for giving us your time this evening. Here's to a win at the weekend. In the meantime, stay safe and stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.